Welcome to Bit Different, everybody. This is Satine. And this is Rob. Hi. <laughs> Rob, why are you, you cringing? S- you scared me. <laughs> was that loud? I, it was, but it was the, it was delightful. I just wasn't expecting that much energy. I, I also, I was looking away at the time, and so it just, I was looking at the timer on the recording bugger, not you, and so oh. it just kind of was like, <laughs> ah! Like, just very, you know. I'm normally the quiet one on this podcast, so I had a Spice it up at the beginning. Well, just keep it going. Like, in the middle of stuff, just interject with a, ha Just, like, get in there. <laughs> yes, I shall. Hi! <laughs> wow, it's been a while. It has been a while. Yeah. So, I know <laughs> in the time that we've been gone, someone's had a birthday. Is it me? I was actually talking about Todd, but oh yeah, but Todd no, continue. Birthday, Todd. I kid, I kid. I, well, I mean, Todd did have a birthday, but I was actually bringing it up to talk about you. I did. I'm old, Rob. I'm you're so twenty eight. I'm held together with chewing gum and paper clips. Oh, I'm sorry, you're twenty nine. Yes. Yeah, that's the paper clip year. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we'll stick with that. That sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. Oh, I don't even think I'd want to relive twenty nine. My twenties. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. There's too much going on in this world for me not to want to. God, if I knew then what I know now, I would have been unstoppable in my 20s. I'd have still been an idiot, but in the best way possible. Yeah. Well, I'd be a mess, but I would have been an unstoppable mess. Yes. yes. Tell me more. No, no, we'll <laughs> stop there. Okay. So what happened for the birthday? Tell me. Um, yeah, so I've actually had many, many celebrations, which is great. Um, first one was in Santa Cruz because I was there for a week a while back and um, Travis and Crystal threw me a surprise party because they didn't think they were going to see me on my actual birthday so that was a lot of fun and it was really sweet did the whole thing the boardwalk you know typical oh Big Sur um, drove all that stuff so that was all very fun and it's the same thing I say every year I feel like I repeat myself all the time when it comes to Santa Cruz but it was so much fun and um, yeah and then I had another birthday party at, in Fresno with my family I love that you got to do that like twice yeah with uh, you know with Travis and Crystal I know it was so nice I it was unexpected too um, and then I had a third birthday party on, it was a surprise, on, it was two nights ago, and my friend Rain, she invited me over, and um, Jamie Clayton was there, and um, Cassandra James, and some other girls, just a small party, and they had a cute little get-together, not just for my birthday, but to get together, but they also, like, celebrated with, like, a little cake and all that, so that was super cute. Nice. And um, then this weekend I'm doing another birthday thing because somebody's taking me to dinner. So I feel Jesus. like this is the birthday that just keeps on giving. Wow. Well, yeah. we still haven't done anything yet. So I imagine there'll be something coming up. Isn't this it? A podcast? Yeah. We do this anyway. It's rare now. It is kind of. <laughs> it's been crazy. You've been out of town. I've been super busy. <laughs> like, we've you know. have been working. Seriously, we've been both working like crazy. Yeah. Um. So... Yeah. Nice. Well, so happy yeah. birthday. Yeah, thank you. you. And um oh we got a pug coming down down the hall that has to pee. Yes. So um I mean that's great. <laughs> uh yeah, what have you been up to? Um, well, so I was just saying someone else had a birthday and that Todd had a birthday. Happy birthday, Todd. Oh thank you. <laughs> um so uh 
and yeah, for like for his birthday, he was actually out of town at um, a comedy festival in Louisville. Um, but uh, so before that, before he left town, like Todd and I just had like a little birthday celebration for him where like we um, we had dinner like Todd likes to get lobster for his birthday. So we went oh, to go get a lobster. A man after my own heart. And I don't remember. It was like the, the crab and claw. The, no, the claw and what was it called? Cattle and Claw. Oh, I've heard of that place. It's in a hotel uh, across from the Beverly Center. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, so we went to that place, uh, and um, it was good, yeah. So we had that, because last, last year we went to another place in West Hollywood, and it just wasn't, we didn't love it. Um, so um, this place was better, and then before that, um, we went to, uh, so at Hollywood and Vine, Warner Brothers likes to rent out that parking lot and build like an experiential thing. Um, that's where Satine and I did pictures for Ready Player One. Yeah, so I was like, what was it called? Yeah, we sat. In, <laughs> I, I sat in the DeLorean because you were too tall to sit in the DeLorean. Oh, man. And well, we uh, got one of Todd sitting in the DeLorean. <laughs> <laughs> Barely. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so like we did that. Uh, so this uh, right oh, now, it, right? they have for It Chapter 2. So they Damn. built like the sort of fun house. And Carnival for the Dairy Festival. It's the Dairy Canal Festival. Nice. So, um, which actually, I have a sticker of it on the back of my little book here. The Dairy Canal Days Festival and Fun House. That's actually terrifying. Um, so it ended on September 8th. It was free uh, at, you know, as long as you had a reservation. Or you can stand in the line outside for forever if you nice. would rather. Um, so we did that, which was super fun. It was cute. Yeah. Um, and then. Was it um, scary? It was, I mean, it's, you know, it, we, we, did you see Pennywise? There is a Pennywise appearance. Um, there's a couple of cool moments in there, but I mean, it feels like horror nights if it was kind of played down quite a bit and understaffed, but like, <laughs> you know, but I mean like for a free event in the middle of Hollywood that for like that level of production though, pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, and it was actually, good. it was, it was fun. Yeah, I so, felt I felt the Ready Player One was super cheese. Oh yeah, this was much better than that. Yeah, okay, Look, good. It's much, much, much better. Um, so yeah, that was fun though. Um, we did that, and then um, one well, also along the same lines of that, uh, we just saw it, Chapter Two, opening night. Oh, at the I can't Dome. wait to see that. It was so much fun. I heard there was drama. Oh my god, when we <laughs> saw it, our projector broke down not once. But fucking twice. Uh, and the first time, and like, it's the arc light. Normally, like, the arc light is so, like, instantaneous out there being like, oh, so sorry, we will get this fixed. Like, they are so quick to address problems. And instead, we just sat there with, like, the screen being lit as, like, gray. And it was just, we were like, uh, and then the light started to come on. And then some people got up to go to the bathroom and stuff. And I was like, well, I guess I'll just sit here until, we'll, we'll sit until we hear something. So we just sat there. And then... Did they refund you? Well, then... So, they oh, resat here there. we go. Then it restarts, and we're like, oh, okay, well, it's all right. It's restarting. Here we go. They don't turn off the lights for, like, um, probably a half minute. So people are like, the lights! Turn off the lights! Like, over the movie, which is like, just get up and go fucking tell people, please. Yeah. Um, and the lights go off, and we're like, great. And then um, we're still watching, and, like, the next big, exciting, climactic moment. Oh, because, by the way, the first one was during the first, like, one of the most cool moments in the movie, and it stopped right in the middle of it. Oh, no. And then the, uh, not in the middle of, I mean, not the beginning of the one of the first, because there's a lot of cool shit that happens, but, like, it was a really banner moment, probably, like, maybe, I don't know, an hour and 15 minutes into the movie. Something okay. like that. And this movie is almost three hours, by the way. It's two hours and 50 minutes. Fuck. It's long. Um, and 
Then, so we get it going back again, and then, like, let's say 10 minutes later, like, the next big action moment, because the, mo- the movie has a lot of action sequences in it. Yeah. Um, and they're paced out pretty regularly. Um, the next one, during the climactic moment of that, shuts down again. And we're like, what the fuck? And, like, we... Did so, people start throwing popcorn and babies? Well, at this point, I get up, and I was like, fuck this, I'm gonna go pee. Like, there's no reason for me to not take advantage of this right now. So I get up, and I walk out, and um, as I come out, I hear somebody asking like a manager uh something i couldn't hear what they were asking but i hear the manager saying uh to be honest sir i do not know we're looking into it i'm not sure if it will be back on <laughs> and we're like oh okay so this might be the end of oh, it oh no so i go back and i sit down and i'm like all right so this is annoying as hell why in the- and nope by the way no one has still come into the auditorium to tell us anything and um so like this is just annoying and kind of like unlike what we're used to there yeah um and so we're just like okay this is but at least on the upside it is a movie that like if i had to see it over from the beginning i wouldn't have minded watching what i'd already seen again so six hours of it well, i was only like, was like an hour and a half in at this point so we're like at the midway point okay. um and like it's funny because you know if if you had like what if, if 30 minutes into batman versus superman the projector had broken down and you've been like hey here's a free ticket do you want to see this again i would be like Nope, I'm good. I do not want to see the first 30 minutes of that movie again. Like, that's how much I don't care. This is a movie I would have happily seen the first half of it again. Okay. So, like, and then um, it ended, and um, so we made it throughout the rest of the movie without incident, although that second time it was broken, it was broken for, like, 10 minutes. Like, I, ki- I kid you not, it was, like, 10 minutes. People had, like, we thought everyone just left, uh, but everyone kind of came back as soon as it started up again, because they rolled it back, like, two minutes uh before where we were at Uh and so um just in case you forgot where you were exactly like back up to speed um and then so we uh yeah finished the movie without incident which was great um and honestly i liked it more than chapter one chapter one i didn't think was very scary and this one i thought was scarier but Mm. also um i don't know i i was more more attached to the cast um like i love the kids they did a great job but like i'm I like the the set of characters more as adults. Interesting. Um, and in the they, original, I liked the kids better than, but I was a kid then too. Well, but so. this, and this movie still does actually make all the kids like it brings back all the kids. Yeah, and flashbacks. Um, yeah, and actually gives each of them a more like a little bit more meaningful stuff as well. Yeah. So like it really does work for everybody, and that could be why it's so long. Um, but like I really like the adult cast. Okay. Um. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I need to go see it. Maybe I'll see it tomorrow, my day off. All right, cool. Yeah, so um, work recently did a trip to Palm Springs, so I went and I did that. Unfortunately, Todd was out of town at a comedy festival in Louisville. So Braddock and I went, just the two of us, um, which was fun. So uh, she hung out in the hotel room and just lazed about and took it easy. While um, it was her vacation too, Rob. It was, and then um, I like work did a like a day of events and stuff, and hung out with a bunch of friends off site, nice. and yeah, ran around, got ice cream, you know, went out for dinner, got naked by myself in my room. <laughs> okay, well, party of one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then um, right now actually, I am currently on vacation and todd and i are about to go to palm springs for a couple of days yeah so that'll be nice um because yeah like i've been taking like 
any days off in forever. So it's kind of nice to do that because I'm just kind of just going. Yeah. And um, I got a pedicure yesterday as, like, to mark the first day of my vacation. Did, it get, did they get out the buzzsaw? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I only broke two sets of clippers. <laughs> um, but no, it's like, oh, it's so nice just having somebody else do that. And then, like, the calf massage, best. Yeah. Love it. Um, I do miss a good massage. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like we have a massage therapist come to the office every other week. Um, I mean, you can pay for them, but uh, it is amazing because, A, she's awesome. And if you ever want to know her name, she does do house calls and she's fucking awesome. Uh, really? And I want to say her rates are really reasonable. Okay. Um, not that I have a ton of experience with massages, but she's awesome. Uh, sorry, and this was not meant to be like a plug for uh, the masseuse that I know. You didn't say who it was. Uh, her so name it is, could have been a plug. Her name's Amy. She's awesome. Amy, uh, Amy the awesome. We'll anyone out you. there? Anyone out there? If you're in the LA area and you need to know of a good masseuse, hit me up. DM me, and I'll let you know. Yeah. Um. And uh. But yeah, like she comes like every two weeks, and first she off, has strong hands though. Oh, she's hurt me a few times. I like having it. Big strong hands like rip me yeah, in she, half. She gets in there like she's 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 hurt me a few times like but that good like you got to get through it for yeah. it to feel better kind of thing. Yeah. She's she's good at that. Um, and my favorite thing is like she doesn't have like a set flight plan. Like she'll like be like oh she'll work with there's your, your problem. Tension. Yeah, she's like oh I found some problems. We'll focus on those. And sometimes I'll be like oh my neck hurts, and she'll be like oh well it's because of this thing in your back. And so she's like so we'll work on that, and by extension your neck will be better. And I'm like oh okay. And so like she's kind of like. She's very thoughtful in what she does. Nice. Um, but yeah, uh, and also it's just really nice to have like a half hour at work where my phone doesn't ring. Nice. Yes. So like, yeah, it's just nice to sort of like you get away. You just pay for peace. I fall asleep on the table a lot. But yeah, it's Good. nice. Good. Anywho, uh, well, the last thing I guess I've been up to of note, I mean, lots of shit's happened in the last three weeks, but yeah. um, uh, I had a new trailer come out that I'm super proud of. Um, it is a, uh, almost four minute piece for the outer worlds. Wow. Um, it's up on YouTube, I believe called, uh, titled as, um, come to Halcyon. Uh, and it's, um, just a really great sort of like propaganda style thing selling what it's like to live in the colonies. Um, well, thank you for posting on the, in, in on the, uh, Twitter it, so it, that everybody could see it. It just, it just came out. Mm-hmm. I, I. Ret- yeah, I'm posting it right now. What is it? I retweeted it pers- on my personal. Come to Halcyon. All right. <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah, that's that's what else I've been up to. I've been busy at at work. Very cool. Working on that. I watched um Detective Pikachu. Oh, what'd you think? It's cute. Isn't it cute? It is cute. It's not really. I wasn't one hundred. I. You know, it's not a heavy hitting movie. It's not a heavy hitting movie. Uh, but it was cute. Yeah. And I still don't think Pikachu should have Ryan Reynolds' voice. But it's okay, though. Now. I mean, they kind of at least explain that. Yeah, which made it even worse. Uh, that was the worst part. Um, okay. <laughs> what do you think of that Mr. Mime scene? Oh, that was great. It was not so good. That was hilarious. I think my favorite scenes were with Mewtwo, though. Mewtwo? Yeah, me too. Like yeah. my favorite, I think my favorite like in use of, like my favorite Pokemon that they had in the movie was um Gengar. Really? Yeah, I love Gengar, but I unlike how Gengar looked in the movie, but I love Gengar. I was, yeah. Which one's Gengar? He's a he's the a fully evolved Spook spirit. Like it goes like Spookly Ghastly or something like that. Oh, I, I he was I in the the ring. He's he starts in the ring. Yeah. Yeah. 
I love him. I love Psyduck. Oh, Psyduck was so cute. Oh my god. (laughs) When I didn't know that's what Psyduck's power was, I had no idea. That's what Steven said too. He's like, I didn't know that was his his power. I had no idea. Um, And I like it's like I'd never seen them before. I loved the Pokemon that they use as speakers. Remember, like in the arena. Oh yeah, 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 the, yeah, the, yeah. The sound system ones, and then they start yelling, and everything goes crazy. Yeah, I love those guys. I don't know what they're called, but they're super cute. And people at work have told me what they're called several times, and I've never remembered. And you still think they're super cute, but they're still super cute. Very cool. Well, I'm glad you watched that. I did, and I watched the thing, the the original, the, the original. Okay, and um, oh my gosh, Kurt Russell, Dreamboat, Super Dreamboat, right? He's his skin has never looked so. Just flawless. Well, and it's so and funny. And his hair was gorgeous. Because it's like, I feel like, yeah, like, peak Kurt Russell is Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. And The Thing. And he always looked a little old to me. Because, yeah, like, there's Grizzled, and then there's, like, and, Slick. And Overboard. But Overboard, he's just, like, I feel like he's just a, a like, less taken care of version of Jack Burton. Yeah. That's what he is. But, like, you know, but I feel like the two extremes of him, you've got, like, Ultra Butch a la The Thing, and you've got, like, he could be gay in San Francisco in the 80s in as Jack Burton. Yes. Like, just, you know, on appearances alone. Yes. And so I feel like those are your two extremes, and he's only allowed to work within those. And Overboard is definitely, you know, just the more butch version of his Jack Burton look. Yeah. He even wore lipstick as Jack Burton. Right? <laughs> Man. Oh, I'm glad you'd seen the thing recently, though, right? Like you're a big fan of that movie. I hadn't didn't think I've ever seen it. Oh, I you've thought I'd seen, seen it. it. Yeah, that was my first time. <gasps> oh my so god! Good. I thought it was like old news to you. Otherwise, I would have reacted totally well, differently. Holy shit! The thing is, the thing about the thing. Oh, okay. Is I, when I was a kid, and Travis and I used to collect a lot of baseball cards. And we had the Phantasmagoria cards, mm. and so I had seen those creatures before in it. And but I never knew what movies they were from because I'd never got it. Read the back apparently of the card, and um, I was watching. I was like, "Wow, this takes me back to things I never knew. What would the things that were in the thing that I didn't know?" Well, and vague spoilers for a movie from 1982. Uh, <laughs> how great was the defibrillator scene? Did you know that was coming? Uh, what part was that? The defibrillator like right through the thing oh yeah 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 oh no that was great so good like because i think like i for some reason i think i'd seen like a thing about like special effects or something so i'd already seen that scene before but i never seen it in a movie and then when the movie like when that scene started i was like oh this is about to happen but like i don't think todd had ever seen it before and so like i think he had was completely caught off guard by that moment which was like super fun to watch just yeah. because, like, it's so sudden. I Yeah. Well, I think the craziest part for me was when the head came off the corpse mm. and became, like, a little tarantula head. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's fucking terrifying. Yeah. No thanks. But the only thing that was more terrifying than that was Kurt Russell's hat. <laughs> it's a bad hat. <laughs> it was a bad hat. <laughs> and not in a good way. <laughs> It was literally Yosemite Sam. <laughs> <laughs> it was giant. 
and it had these weird like lifted up sides like a cartoon character it was yeah, weird bad news yeah but anyway nice. so it's yeah so i'm caught up with all your coolness no there's like two other discs in that one case i know I gave which you. is why i didn't bring him back all because good. it's a four set pack <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, and I also saw the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, the first episode. I would say watch it. It's a lot to watch, but it's beautifully done. And the show's going to be super long, but I'm ready for it. It's just a lot of Muppets. Todd and I are <laughs> saving it for the trip. I already have the soundtrack on, like, repeat. It's just, I mean, a score, but it's yeah. s- the score is so fucking good. Well, the cast on that show is just fucking insane. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, the the special effects are great. the The story is really cool. So yeah, um, I recommend it. I'm very excited. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, what you playing? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I started the Banner Saga. <gasps> really? Yes. Do you like it? I love it. It's very um, like the animation style is very Ralph Bakshian kind of style, which yeah. I think is really cool. Um, the story's interesting. It's about giants and men who the gods are dead and they're kind of the world is frozen and it's this tactics game, turn-based tactics game, and it's just really interesting so far because I love tactics. Yeah. So um, Final Fantasy Tactics was one of my favorite games ever. So it's finally fun to get back into one of those and. Uh, my brother was always telling me that the Banner Saga is really fun. Yeah, no, it's, it's funny. So, I never would have put two and two together, but it makes total sense for you. Like, yeah. as a game that just, it's very much speaks your language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And you're playing on PS4? The lore is fun. Uh, I'm playing PS4, yeah. Yeah, are you streaming it? I know. Because, like, this one, I know you do not really play games on your other devices. Uh-huh. I believe the entire trilogy of the Banner Saga is on iPad. And that would actually free? be no, but oh. like they're not super expensive. And if you haven't bought the rest of them, like at least maybe two or three, I don't know, it might be worth playing on an iPad. Just if you think about it, it makes sense for that play style. If you're not super attached to playing on PS4, just an idea. That's true. Because I think it's cheaper on iPad than it is on PS4. Well, I bought the first two. I got okay. the first two for ten bucks. It's not bad. So I'm guessing. I think the third one's eight dollars. Oh, okay, that's like nothing. Yeah, but still, I just want to throw it out there just because. Yeah, it's I. I started playing it on iPad actually, and I. Did you? But like, I found the game to be really stressful because those kind of games stress me out. Maybe it's because it was on the iPad. I think just there was too many choices, any in between battles. Yeah. That were making me just super worried about. Am I doing the right thing? And like, then I didn't want to play anymore. Oh yeah, you have to make choices. Yeah, and so I that was that's my issue. It's like I have the same issue with XCOM with permanent character death. Oh, I hate that. But like, it's so good. But also, oh man. I love making those decisions. Yeah. You like making those life or death decisions. I really do. You know <laughs> what? Because either way, if it's good or bad, somebody's got to make a decision. Might as well be me. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And I also um, started and played the first episode of Life is Strange Before the Storm, uh-huh. which I love. Um, haven't really loved it as much as the original Life is Strange because you don't. At least not yet. I don't think you ever do. But at least in Life is Strange, you the girl Sam, I believe her name was. I yeah. think so, yeah. Yeah, she's, you play this photographer named Sam and a high school student. And she had this power to rewind time. So it kind of gave you different options as you played. So if you like may have missed something or you 
you didn't do enough investigation. You got more options as you went. This is literally more of just a story you follow. And there's not really that kind of mix of like, oh, this girl might die if I make a wrong decision. It's kind of very linear. Gotcha. At least so far. So that's the only thing. It, It doesn't feel like you have many options to branch off of. Which is why I like the first one, because yeah. even in the first chapter, like that, there's this at the very end of the first episode of the first Life is Strange, um, the girl is literally standing on the edge of a building, and you have to like talk her down, or she'll kill herself. So, and then that will change the rest of your game for the rest of the time. Yeah. So, um, and you each get. I mean, for me, I'll just say because it's an old game for me. She died. She jumped. I couldn't save her. I didn't oh, make the right choices. But for Steven, when he played, he saved her. So we had completely different experiences. That's crazy. So, yeah. God, I can't even imagine having to write a game like that. Like, just to account for different, yeah. like, because, yeah, I mean, if, even I don't if, even know how they did Detroit yeah. Becomes Human. Oh, right? Because, like, even if in, you know, scene eight, like, let's say someone could live or die in scene one. If in scene eight, that character is alive, then they might be in the scene. But even if they're not, like, people are going to be different. And they're going to talk to you differently if you were there. Or, like, it's crazy. You know all the Q, uh, QA for that. Or quality yeah. control is all for continuity yeah, in that game. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, in Detroit, I, oh, man, no idea how that's even doable. Yeah. Um, nice. You play anything else? Um, uh, no, that's pretty much it. Well, how about you? Oh my god, right now my, my games are, it's like a weird shotgun blast. I, I'm I'm all over the place. Go for it. Um, all right, we're here, so, we're on your ride. Here we go. So, a uh, recent announcement during like a uh, Nintendo Direct thing, they announced that, S, that uh, SNES games or SNES games were coming to the Switch. They put 20 games up on there, so I started dabbling, started playing a bunch of them um but i've actually really committed to super super mario world 2 yoshi's island which i'd never played before oh it's so good it's super late in the snes like life cycle i think so it it look has a different art style like it plays so differently baby mario can fuck off it's the worst (laughs) right (laughs) but the game is actually really it's i'm having a good time and i'm I'm, it's a good like in between other games yeah kind of game okay um so i've been having a lot of fun with that i just got through world 2 on that um on the ipad i started playing this in palm springs uh for that work trip but i was too drunk to really focus on it so i had to stop um we talked before about that fmv game called about her right yeah right like you play as somebody like you're searching like various records and you can watch her uh interview responses but it's all fmv stuff it's it's like the best use of fmv ever we did talk about it yeah i loved that game um, his new game is called Telling Lies. Sam Barlow, the creator. His new game, Telling Lies, is out now. I bought it on the iPad. Um, it stars Logan Marshall Green, who's that hot guy from Prometheus and The Invitation, um, the guy who looks like Diet Tom Hardy. Okay, yeah. Um, and he was in Upgrade, which is super fun. Um, so he's in it, um, as is Clementine from Westworld. Oh. And two other actors who both have 
good resumes, but I can never remember who they are because I've never seen anything they've been in. But I am aware they are in things that I'm familiar with. I can't what they are right now. Very um, cool. So I started playing a little bit of that. Um, seems like a similar kind of thing, but now the narrative is four times like larger. It's huge. So um, I'm excited about that. Um, haven't played it yet, but Man of Medan, the first game, or Man of Medan, I don't know how to say that, um, the first game from the, of the Dark Pictures anthology is out, which is the people that made Until Dawn. Okay. Their new game just came out a little bit ago, so I'm excited about doing that. It's another interactive horror movie. Yeah, how's um, that? What are the reviews on that? Uh, I think they're kind of more of the same, of like you know probably like mid to actually I think it's like mid seventy something like that. Like they're you know like they're flawed. It's kind of like a Telltale game. Yeah. It's like maybe not reinventing the wheel, but it's still kind of fun and it gets you there. And yeah. like the fact that horror is a genre that a lot of people don't really react very strongly to in the first place. I'm like. I'm willing to give it a go. And I think this one has Sean Ashmore in it. Yeah. Um, and there's another celebrity in this one. But I'm excited about it. Speaking of horror, yes. now that we've already talked about this also, I was just talking about earlier today how even though this movie is horror, it, mm. the first one, even though it's horror, a lot of people who don't like horror love that movie. Oh, it's like everyone at work is, is like, great. Yeah, everyone at work keeps saying to me like, you know, or, or someone is talking to me like, oh, it's so scary. I was like, it's not though and they were like really and i was like i mean unless unless you have like a very intense aversion to clowns which like yeah i don't like clowns but like if i see one i'm not going to scream like they're clowns i just don't like them um you know but i don't have like a intense aversion so yeah if you have like something that is that intense yeah don't go see this movie but like for the most part it's not that scary like there's a lot of humor in it like they do this thing it's like and it's a movie that just it is trying to be blockbuster horror it's trying to make everybody happy yeah and i think it does it pretty well it's and so by you know of just comparing it to other horror movies it's so lightweight and nothing like seriously midsummer is much darker than it even though yeah. midsummer operates entirely in daylight and seems so not that bad but like midsummer is nasty at its core and it is blockbuster entertainment yeah you know like there's your difference yeah no it it definitely spoke to a larger audience yeah well it broke records uh you know the first the first one did i don't know actually how the second one did Um, i'm sure it's doing amazing but like yeah everybody wants to see it well the opening weekend of it chapter one was yeah like was like record-breaking i think for r-rated movies and for september openings it was like a whole thing but i had not seen anything about what happened with it too but i didn't really look yeah okay well but i'm curious i just now. thought i'd bring that up no that's super neat oh sorry when i should keep talking about what else i've been playing so there's mm-hmm. a bunch more um so uh since we've last spoken this shows how long we've been apart and also how intense i've been gaming um i finished game number 16 which was castlevania 4 which i had started um last time we spoken um i also finished game number 17 of the year which i was playing at the time when we were talking uh which was yakuza zero okay yeah um which i really liked um super excited about playing yakuza kiwami which is uh the remake of one that's available now and then there's also the remake of two that's available but then um turns out on my birthday next year they're releasing a trilogy physical set of uh yakuza three four and five for PS4, up-res to 1080, running at like 60 frames. This should be lovely. They're coming out digitally staggered earlier, 
but like um they'll be physically released all on that day so i'm super excited you i'll be able to play all what seven yakuza games on one system oh my goodness rob so far i've already done judgment and zero i do consider judgment as part of the series even though it kind of isn't but like i've done judgment and zero so i'm ready to get into it uh-oh. Um, I'm probably not going to go all in a row. I just can't do that much in a row. I'd go crazy. <laughs> um, and then um, I finished, I started and finished game number 18 for the year, which is that game Control. Oh, yeah. Steven's playing it right now. And uh, holy shit, like, I did not make this trailer, but the launch trailer for that is so fucking good. Really? Like, it is a trailer I have watched countless times. The song from it is currently, like, on my Spotify playlist. It is... And it's like, because I was familiar with the song before the trailer came out because it's Ruel and I listened to her. But it didn't resonate. But like, it just wasn't that special. It was kind of like, whatever. And like, now it makes me think of the trailer, which is why I, I listened to it. Because it makes me think of this thing that I really liked. Um, so whoever made that trailer, well done. I actually looked up to see if I could figure out who made it. I haven't seen anyone claim it yet. But whoever did, good on you. Um, and Control, the game, so fun. I really liked it. Yeah. I hear good things. I hear only good things. Well, you know, it's from the creators of Alan Wake. And um, fun fact, it actually operates in the same universe as Alan Wake. Oh, shit. Um, they're not really related, but like they're related enough. Okay. Um, but yeah, I really, I really liked it a lot. Um, it's kind of a little bit of a mess narratively at the end, but like the ambiguity that Remedy Games does in their storylines, like with Alan Wake and stuff, I love that sort of kind of uh, David Lynchian doesn't really have to make all the sense. It's more about a feeling at times. I really like it. Okay. Um. So that was cool. Yeah, um, I, I am going to play that when Steven's finished. It's fun. Start upgrading launch first. When you get your launch ability, upgrade that first. Okay. It's helpful. I'll forget. But Call yes. me. Okay. Or text me. <laughs> um, uh, I also started and finished game number 19 for the year. Jeez, uh, Rob. Called Tender Loving Care, which is an interactive DVD movie from the cre- uh, executive produced by Rob Landeros of seventh guest and 11th hour fame i thought it was be more of a game than it was the biggest issue is for being like an interactive movie i don't know what the other options were like because very linear yeah it, it literally <laughs> plays like a 10 minute block of video or whatever and then it asks you a series of like 13 questions and they're all like psychological questions like you know uh sometimes i hurt animals for fun true or false and it's like false you know, and then, um, you know, and then like they're also like, what do you think that that so and so meant in that scene? So it's almost like a quiz for comprehension. That kind of reminds me of the cutscenes between um, chapters in Before Dawn, Until Dawn. Kind of, except the Until Dawn ones, I think they were at least building towards a bigger mood or something. Like yeah. this, is, but this felt like that only like super hazy, and it's all it's a DVD. It's like this is not a game. This is an interactive DVD, so it's super fucking slow on the menus. And um, very impressive, though, actually, I'd say the most impressive thing is that it apparently does branch and there's so many menus and so many different titles, you know, and chapters that the actual like map of how this DVD is authored must be horrifying and amazing all on its own because I've had to author DVDs. It's not easy. Yeah. Um, If you want to have have truly interactive menus, Travis and I actually like worked weeks to figure out how to get our first one done. And then wow. from there, I could up I could update more on my own. But like he was very very instrumental in that process, and it was not fun. No. Um. But yeah, like uh. So I played through that. the The movie that it ended up making was fucking terrible. It's like 
late night Cinemax production level, complete with like a lot of just grindy softcore sex and like topless nudity. Very, it just was not good. Um, but I played through it. I did it. And John Hurt is in it among a bunch of others. I and, miss John Hurt. And most of John Hurt's scenes are direct to camera. They're real weird. It's not a great game. Not, it's not a great movie. It, I don't. And it was based on a book by Andrew Niederman, who's the guy who wrote The Devil's Advocate. So I actually thought it might have been kind of interesting. And it just wasn't. No. But um, I I got an email about those being available because I like kickstarted a seventh guest thing. Um, and so it was kind of fun. It was a fun novelty. I still have it. Maybe someday I'll do it and play differently. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Sounds awful. It was a mess. Um, <laughs> and then I also started and finished game number 20 for the year. Jesus Christ, Rob. With uh, Catherine, full body. Oh. Uh-huh. Um, which I played through and finished. And Was that free? No, you... I paid for okay. it. Okay. Um, and I have to say, like, I'm disappointed. There was a lot of talk months ago about, like, uh-oh, let's hope this new character, they're not pulling some stupid, like, regressive bullshit. Oh, and they they totally did. It's a trans girl, right? It is. And, like, the weird thing is, Catherine, the original version, had a trans character in it already that they did vaguely address as trans. And, like, they, then that character is still here and still awesome. And there was no reason to bring in a trans character to just create a trans panic kind of, like, or not trans panic, that's that's usually violent. Yeah. Um, No, but, like, but they just just make it like a like a novelty. No, if anything, like the fact that that one character was trans, but like no one made a big production of it was great. It was just a trans character in a scene. Yeah. Now they've created a a character whose true crux of their character is the reveal that they are trans. Gotcha. Like and in. Let me just and the shock that comes after exactly. And let me just tell you, in my game, it did not go well. Like I don't know if my choices would have been different. Like if I made different choices before, but like I never got any closure to that story. Huh. It was really odd. And so, like, yeah, it's funny. Like as much as I like the gameplay of it, and as much as Catherine the original yeah. made me think, yeah, like it really made me think because it related, unfortunately, to my life a lot at the time. And so, like, it was, you know, it it actually forced me to look inward. So I thought the game was really insightful. Okay. Because it was making me think about answers to questions I never thought to ask myself. This game, it's funny because actually I relate to this game in another way. Like, in a completely different way. Like, me playing this game 10 years apart is actually really interesting because it, it totally kind of... I was in two different places in those 10 years and yeah. both of them relate in very different ways and playing through it this time i found most of the stuff they asked me to be very kind of like whatever and hmm. i ended up with the same sort of whatever results in return which is kind of funny i didn't get like an extreme ending in any way yeah and it feels about as sort of middle of the road as i felt about this the game the whole yeah. experience yeah and but like overwhelming i felt really negative in that they had time and an entire like societal drift you know, of of more acceptance, and they did that storyline, and it was just, it was really disappointing to me, and that I was just like, I really, I'd hoped it was going to do something new and different and better. Yeah. And instead, it just did what we were all afraid of. Fell into those same old tropes. Right? And I thought it was better than that. 
Yeah. And so that's a bummer. Like, oh, anyway. wow. I'm now interested just to see what I would get if I play it. Yeah, I mean, because it's it's certainly a it's, there's so much about it that's really cool. Um, it's just like that bummed me out. It was unnecessary. Yeah. Um, and then um, I have a list of stuff that I'm literally called dabbling slash tried. So these are all games I just sort of like started playing. Maybe I'm playing. It's coming and going. Like all sorts of. Sh- um. So uh, let's see. Uh, on recommendation from my friend John, I started playing Void Bastards which I think is a roguelike first-person loot collection survival game. Um, okay. It has this really great cartoony look. It's very cel-shaded. Um, cool soundtrack. Uh, sort of a, I guess it's sort of a pulp comic. Not pulp, but a comic style. Okay. It's pretty cool. Um, it's free on Game Pass, so I was like, what the hell, I'll give it a go. And I played it, I enjoyed it, yeah, I did not delete it, so it's uh, sticking around. Um, I got to play a little bit of the Ghost Recon Breakpoint beta. This okay. last weekend, which um, I really liked Ghost Recon Wildlands, so um, I'm excited to play some more of that. Um, okay. What else? Um, and I actually worked on the Breakpoint brand earlier, or on the Ghost Recon brand earlier for the Breakpoint announcement video, so um, sweet. I'm a little attached, and I hope that the game does well. Yeah. Um, also on Game Pass, uh, they have the digital version of the board game Pandemic, and it's literally like the board game. And uh, so I did a game of it by myself where I played as two people so I could learn how to play it. So now when, oh, I, wow. now when I pull out the board game, hopefully I won't be an idiot who's constantly <laughs> looking at the instructions going, no, no, it'll be fun, I swear. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was good. I would probably do another one so I can get better at it. Um, I played one game of Slay the Spire, which is super interesting. It's like a card battle turn-based i've heard of this game before yeah like randomized battle path it's kind of it feels like hand of fate if hand of fate used only cards to battle instead of outfitting your character with the cards for you to fight like with twitch gaming skills okay because like did you play hand of fate at all no it's fantastic and you should really it's really good hand of fate yeah it's super cool because like in that game like you play along like um like a, a tarot card guy who has a create like set of, like a map of cards and you get from A to B. And you as you go along there, each card will like give you different things. Some will be health up, some will be gold, some of it will be an item, some will be something you have to fight. Um and like as you equip more cards to you, like whenever you have to fight, it'll build your character with all your hands with like all the cards in your hand. There's a hand of fate two out. There is. Um which I don't think I played Hand of Fate two yet. I think I might have played like one match of it just to sort of see how it was different. Um, but like when you start a match, like the coolest thing is, let's say you have you know a shield, a sword, and some sort of armor or something. Like all your cards literally will like fly over and stack on the battlefield, and then like your character I think either rises through them or like they rise up and your character's out of it. But like they all stack up where your character goes, and then your character shows up and he's all decked out and ready to go. Cute. And then you actually like fight with like you know button presses and carefully timed dodges and that sort of shit. Hmm. Um, sounds fun. Yeah, so it's all about using your cards to outfit your character. Slay the Spire is about using cards to fight. Okay. Um, it was cute. It was interesting. Um, I also played um another that was free on Game Pass. <laughs> another one free on Game Pass. Supermarket Shriek, which is a game where you play with your two triggers to steer, and that's it. Like where one person controls the left side one person controls the right and you and a goat are sitting in the back of a shopping cart and your goal is to get through mazes in a quick amount of time by using just screams to propel your shopping cart it's ridiculous now you're just making shit up rob it's like goat simulator (laughs) but it was fun this isn't real um (laughs) i also played a bit i actually saved it and i have not gone back um 
of the Code Vein beta or Code Vein demo, um, which Code Vein is the Bandai Namco developed uh, sort of anime style um, Dark Souls clone. But it does look like it has some different gameplay mechanics, which I'm curious about. But it also looks like a bunch of systems. Maybe I don't want to learn. Okay. I don't know. I'm very torn up about it. Okay. But it did look interesting. All right. And then the last two, I started playing Gears Five with Jesus John and Christ. with John and Ben. We've gotten through this is like twenty five games. Oh my god, we've gotten through the first act of it, um, and it's uh, good so far. I'm actually really enjoying it. I'm liking it more. Than I would four. join, but I have a, don't have an Xbox. Yeah, well, you need to get one of those. You Do can I, hang out with us. That way, you can hang out with us. Would you invite me anyway? Yes. Mm. Yes, I would. Hmm. But then also, I could loan you more games because I'm buying more games for the Xbox now because it's the better experience to play mm-hmm. right now okay. for some games um and then also another one i'm playing on xbox but you don't need to borrow this because you've already played through it uh, i started playing rage 2 oh so and i'm having fun uh, i am about to start skipping every conversation and cutscene because i just don't care but i mean it's just silly yeah but like and it just feels like borderlands without the cell shading yeah but Kind of is. I'm enjoying the combat, um, and I'm enjoying, like, not driving around, but I, I'm enjoying, like, the sort of the way the game works of, like, when you do a mission, it levels up, like, your sort of loyalty to a certain leader. Uh-huh. Um, and so, I'm curious. Once you get all of your leader guys up to, like, 10, is then the, that's the end of the game? Like, 10, and then you can go after the big guy, and then it's over? Or is the game I'm much longer? I'm actually not than... sure. Yeah, I was like, I'm curious. Or is the game longer than I think it is? Because I feel like I might be halfway done with the game already, and I've been playing it for like eight hours. Hmm. I mean, it's if you do a very if story mode driven. Well, I've been fucking around a little bit, but like, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of side quests. Well, and I feel like the game is meant to be played as side quests almost, because I feel like so yeah. far each person's giving me like two, maybe I think two missions each. Yeah, and then I have to go do a bunch of their color-coded side quests to, like, get to the next thing where I can do the next thing for them. Yeah. Um. So I feel like, yeah, just by definition, I'm going to be doing, like, probably three to four times as many side quests as main missions. Yeah. Have you met Desdemona? I have. I love her. She's a mess. She's over the top. Kill. What did she say? Kill for me. I was like, when she... <laughs> Uh, when like her servant cut their hand and bled into a cup for her to drink. I was oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, this is a lot. Desdemonia. But yeah, I think I'm gonna start skipping cutscenes though, because it's just a lot. Well, I think it's fun because it's just quirky. It is. The game is. I'm having a really. It's super smooth. Playing well. I'm having a really good time. Just like running around shooting stuff. Yeah, it's very smooth. It's very yeah. just. It's like a. Yeah, it's made to just run around and run amok. It's a shooter. And the powers are fun yeah and i like the the sort of bright colors that's got going on like i like that sort of you know technicolor yeah you know hallucination that it's doing almost yeah. I, I like that a lot so yeah so i'm playing a little bit of rage too so yeah that's it that's why i was saying like i'm all over the place game wise really i are. have been doing a ton and then uh my standard announcements um xbox live gold for this month uh hitman season one and uh, for the Xbox One, and then for the 360 backward compatible one, Earth Defense Force 2025. Um, and then hmm. PlayStation Plus. Yes, this is what I'm interested in. Free this month, uh, Batman Arkham Knight, okay. the conclusion of the Arkham series. Um, I don't think I have that, but I know Steven has you, it. It's good. Still, I didn't play it. It's good. Okay. A lot of people hated the... That's Bat- the one with the scary Joker that pops up everywhere, right? Yes. A lot of people hated the Batmobile 
segments. Right. I really liked them. And especially like whenever there's a puzzle that involves the Batmobile, I really liked those. The action Ooh, sequences were a little... I do remember watching him play a lot of that. Now, uh, yeah. now I'm kind of turned off. The action <laughs> ones are not the best, but the puzzle ones are so good. Yeah. Um, okay. And the other free game is Darksiders 3. Oh, wow. Okay. Which I just bought on Xbox yes, like a month ago or two and I never played. So... Yippee. I have to stop buying games because seriously, everything's coming to fucking Game Pass or free on Plus. There is a, an interesting pattern that's happening. Where they're like, oh, you could buy this on a super sale because we're going to give it away for free next month. Right? <laughs> Borderlands Handsome Jack Collection. <laughs> Case in point. Oh, would you be interested in playing Borderlands 3? Yeah. Yeah? Aren't we all? Is yeah. everybody excited for that? Well, I may have just gotten an invite from friend and listener Nick, who also just recently had a birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Nick. Um, where uh, he and some friends are playing, and they may have an open seat or sometimes two empty seats oh. uh, waiting to be filled. And, wow. And they're going to start playing when the game comes out. So um, I think we should join them, and I think that should be my birthday gift to you. Rob, you do not have to get me an entire new game. Yeah, happy birthday. I'm getting you Borderlands 3. Really? Unless there's another game you'd rather have. No, that sounds fucking awesome. Awesome, let's do it. Yay! Cool. That was a magical moment that was unscripted Yay! and just sort of like, here we go. <laughs> Wait, did that really just happen? It did. Oh my god. So, Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Um, I said I forgot how to get that to you, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> um, anyway, so um, is it time for us to learn? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Now that I'm done rambling about all the stuff I've been playing. There's been so many. Like, I can't believe that, that much has happened in the time we've been gone. Five games. I finished five games. I mean... I haven't spoken to another person. I feel... I felt amazing for playing two new games. I'm super proud of you. But... And also, and I'm so thrilled <laughs> that you're playing the Banner Saga. Like, that just makes so much sense. Yeah. Like, those just feel I, like your games. I knew it would be something I would want to play, but then I w at the same time, I was like, do I want to get into it? Yes, I do. Did you play Ogre Battle? No. Or Tactics Ogre? No. But I um, am interested in a game that Alfredo recommended, because I told him I was playing Banner Saga, and he recommended Invisible Ink. <gasps> oh, yeah. He said it's one of his favorite games ever. Yeah. So, I'm going to get that one. Nice. Yeah. But I have these other two games to play. You know how long it takes me to fucking finish a game. I'm not like you. <laughs> well, I'm not like, like you, Rob. Well, and it's like I, I really want to like commit to like finishing some shit soon. But like I think I'm just gonna have my Switch when Todd and I are traveling. So yeah, that'll be fun though. Maybe I'll finish Mario World too. I'm sure you will. Actually, I'm not even wondering. I'm sure you will. <laughs> well, I need to get in there and do story mode on Smash with the most recent new characters. Of course you do. You should finish that too while you're at it. Those are the only two that I still have to do in story mode. Interesting. <laughs> I did I did the entire roster before. Now I just have to do all the expansion characters. Like I've already done Joker though. Wait, Joker's in Joker from Persona. Oh, that's right. I think we went over this before. Yeah. Okay. So what are we learning? Let's learn something. The word of the week is Picharino. Picharino? Picharino. <laughs> uh okay. I'm gonna guess that is uh slang. Um is it slang? I don't know. It didn't say it was slang. Picharino. Um, let's go with it is a noun. Yes. And uh, I'll say it is a colloquialism for a butt. <laughs> oh, it is a slang term. Wow. What is it? 
Uncertain origin. Huh. Uh, entered English in the late 19th century. All right, what is the, what is it? Uh, Picharino, a person or thing that is especially attractive, liked, or enjoyed. Oh, Picharino. Yeah, Picharino. Yeah, I like that. Maybe that's where, like, that's peachy came from. Maybe. I assume that came from, like, a peach. No, it came from Picharino, <laughs> which came from a peach. Got it. Because they're all juicy and yummy and attractive and good. With a pit. And fuzzy like a butt. And pit in the middle. All right. Then. Actually, Stephen just made the best um, upside down peach cake, mm-hmm. and I ate it. The whole thing. One of them. <laughs> he made two. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they were big. So yeah, I have a lot of peach in me. Nice. Okay. Well, is it time? Wait, no. It is time. Is it time for the final? Frontier. I almost forgot the song. It is time. <laughs> um, well, I mean, we didn't even have a song at one point, so if you made another one, we just have several. Yeah. Um, so uh, a lot of stuff's happened recently. Um, so my soundtrack to Below by Jim Guthrie has arrived. Below. Um, my soundtrack to Metal Gear Solid from Mondo has both been, I believe, ordered and arrived, because I think that had not been a thing last time we'd spoken. Metal Gear. Metal Gear. Um and then um the two disc selections from the soundtrack to Cuphead from I'm Eight Bit arrived. Arrived. Um the new album from Anamanaguchi, that uh chiptune band that did the music for the Scott Pilgrim video game, and I like their music anyway, and I have their other stuff on vinyl. Um their new album, uh this went up for pre order, so I pre ordered that. Um Okay. From Laced Records, the people, the fine people that put out the soundtrack of Doom, uh, among others, um, they just announced Wolfenstein, New Order, and uh, New Colossus soundtracks. Okay. So I got both of those. It's pre-ordered. I think. Jesus Christ, Rob! That's like five hundred dollars right there. I think they've shipped, but they haven't actually shipped yet. Maybe I'm not sure. Um, oh, there, there's one. Oh, I bet. Uh, Does it ever end? No. <laughs> um, I forgot who, but I got mine through Light in the Attic. Um, they announced the pre-order for the soundtrack to Red Dead Redemption Two, which the soundtrack to Red Dead Redemption One is like an ultra crazy collector's edition at this point. This one probably won't be just because I think they're making huge numbers of it, but still, like it's a pretty good soundtrack. Want to get it? And then this is the one that hurt the most. Um, I am 8-Bit just announced a 25-disc collector's edition. A Uh 7-disc limited to 1,000 units box set of the Supergiant games. For only $300. Which, um, here's the bummer, is that um, (laughs) it is is $300. (laughs) Exactly. It's like $299. (laughs) And um, of the 7 discs, some of them I already have. And that's, oh my goodness! Because like it has the soundtrack to Bastion, which is like or no, it might it might be seven discs. It might be like seven sleeves worth. Because like it has the soundtrack to Bastion, which I already have. Has the soundtrack to Transistor, which I already have. But has the expanded soundtrack to Transistor, which I do not have. Which I believe is. Do you play Transistor at all? No, but I know what it is. That game has a hum button. Did you know that? Hum. Like so, she's a singer who's lost her voice and um red and um if you hold down a button she'll just hum the melody of the song that you are currently hearing from the game and so like i guess at all times they have two soundtracks running and if you hit a certain button it'll enable so now you have the the entire hum hum soundtrack 
I will get, have, finally have the humming version, <laughs> which I'm super excited about. Uh, also, the soundtrack to Pyre, which I already have. And then it has a couple of like seven inch bonus discs with music, I believe, from Transistor, Bastion, and uh, their new game, Hades. Hmm. So um, that hurt, but I ordered it. Of course you did, because you're Rob. And, I, and that's I, what Robs do. And I love IM8 Bit, and I like to support them. Yes. They should give you a fucking discount at this point. Do you pay, basically own half the company. <laughs> <laughs> well, right now I'm trying to connect some clients with them. So let's see if, uh, if you know, I can start making some music that, with them. Then, then that'd be something kind of neat. That'd be cool. That'd be a big Would you gift. hum for them? I, I, will, I will hum for many. <laughs> um, all right. So, um, oh, well, should I keep going or should I should I pump the brakes here? Yeah, let's keep going. Uh, I haven't read anything, any shit. Okay. Oh, but ah. for my birthday, Stephen did get me a book for my birthday. It's not a graphic novel, but it is a novel. Yes. Uh, Circe by, I cannot think of the author's name, but apparently... This this book has been like on the top list of maybe New York Times bestsellers. It's been on a lot of top lists for a long time, so I'm super looking forward to it. And um, yeah, it's based off of the goddess slash witch Circe from I think the Odyssey was where she turned everyone into pigs. Mm. Yeah, I believe that's right. I think so. Yeah. So anyway, so I'm super excited to, to read that because Stephen was like, I wanted to get you a book so you'd stop reading The Fucking Witcher. It's like, okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, that seems fair. Yeah. Um, was well, funny, and like on the, the not graphic novels, but I've been like, I finally finished some books recently. Did you? I just finally finished it. Oh. Like I finished it. All 800,000 pages? All like 1,100 pages. I mean, I did the Audible slash ebook, so okay. I, I, tr- I did the trade-off or the handoff between the two, but I yeah. finished that. Um, I also listened to... Um, the entire novella by Stephen King and his son, Joe Hill, called In the Tall Grass, which is being made into a movie, I think, for Netflix. And then um, I also listened to a self-help that book. That man has so many stories in his head. Right? How does he do it? It's, he's so cool. Um, and I also listened to the self-help book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah, I listened to that. Um, and yeah, Todd and I are about to listen to the new uh, David Sedaris uh, for our trip. But like it's my he's already familiar. He's already I think read the book. But um, I don't read David Sedaris anymore. I only listen to him because he reads his own stuff so well. Oh, he narrates. Yeah, and like everything's written in his voice anyway. So actually, him having him just read it to you is perfect. So good. That's cool. So that's my like. I actually finally read some read in little quote fingers. Read some books. Nice. That's awesome. But like I'm committing to this Audible thing. I'm actually really enjoying it. Yeah, Audible is great. I find that. I find they're a little expensive still because you are paying a monthly fee. Well, the 15 so, bucks at least gives you a book. It does? Yes. The $15 a month gives you one, like a, a credit for one book of your choice. Oh. And two uh, Audible originals um, that are selected from like six or nine. Like there's a handful of, of original like short pieces mm-hmm. and you can have any of them for or two of them for free. Oh, okay. But it's, it's only out of this certain group. And that's per month? Per month. Every month you get one full book credit and two, two originals. Audibles. 
Oh, I see. Because, yeah, like, I did my free month now, and, like, my next one, it's funny, because, like, it's 15 bucks a month, and, like, right now, I looked at my wish list, I have a ton of books that I want that are all, like, 17 bucks, and I have, like, one that's, like, $39, so I'm like, all right, well, I'm saving that one for my free one, or for my $15, you know, like, monthly, so that won't be my $15 one, and then the rest, I'm like, I'm cool with spending a couple extra bucks here and there, um, you know, as I need. Yeah. But, yeah, like, I'm always saving my expensive ones for, like, my monthly check-in. Yeah, that's smart. And I think is, I guess, and when you get issued them, they don't they don't expire for like six months. So like, if you don't have a book you want to buy, don't spend it. Um, and also, you can gift your credits to other people. Yeah, that's really cool. Just kind of neat, a good little gift. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm still a stickler for like a handheld, hard bound book. I just love a physical book. I do. T- I do too. But like, like that's why I never got behind the concept behind the Kindle. I have two or three Kindles, and I just, I can't do it. Well, I don't like, know why. I will always prefer a book, but I have to say the Kindle is super convenient, especially when you're reading a giant book. Yeah, like just Kindle, oh. yeah, just, just the fact that it's so small. Can the one thing I say Kindles do bring to the table is the light. So when mm. you want to read at night. That really like steps up the game, but even then, I haven't gotten there. So well, and there's other little there's little conveniences that really blew my mind with the Kindle that I really liked. Like one of them was I finished reading my book on a plane, like as we were landing, and I was like, "Fuck, I don't have another book." So what? I hopped on the Wi-Fi and I bought a book, downloaded it in like ten seconds, and then I kept reading. And so it was like this instant thing. Like if I had a physical book and I'd finished it, I'd been like, great, there was my book. Yeah. Like I'm done now. Uh, but instead I was able to keep reading, which is nice. Um, so it has, it's, it's definitely not a book, but yeah. um, nothing yeah. will replace that. But I do like my, my eBooks. And now I'm realizing that I'm all audiobook all the time at this point, just because, yeah. you know, we live in Los Angeles and we spend a lot of time in our cars. Ugh, tell me about it. So. Cool. So on to some Yes. I don't have much. So this is gonna be the, the Rob show again. Well I as my I had more than I even wrote down because I ran out of paper. Like I I keep my agenda to one page and I ran out of space. And so anything, this is only like recent news, which is kinda cool and then well I'll be done because like there's no use of me going back to news that's like three weeks old. Yeah. Okay. Well let's go for do it. it. Alright, well um so I don't have a ton of details on this, but um Sony announced that The Last of Us Part Two um they'll they'll have like additional details about it coming out on the 24th of this month there's a party or something right yeah they're like an event yeah um i don't know what it is i my bet is still that it's going to be announced as day and date on ps5 very cool and probably ps4 i bet it'll be both systems coming out same day um but it'll be kind of a system seller i think okay that'd be my guess um what next? Oh, Switch had that really great sort of like Nintendo Direct thing where we talked about how, like, how they announced SNES games coming to it. But they also announced some other cool stuff like um, the cult classic game Deadly Premonition is available now digitally on Switch. It's coming out uh, physically in November. And um, it uh, and then also um, the sequel to Deadly Premonition, Deadly Premonition 2 is coming to the Switch. So oh, cool. I thought that was all exciting. Yeah. Um, go. What's your news? Um, so apparently with the launch of KFC's new menu, you can play a new dating game where you can date the colonel himself. Kind of <laughs> like Dream Daddies. 
And um, yeah, you could date him through his journey through culinary school and get him on the road to success to create KFC. And I have no idea what that's on. I'm guessing mobile. It sounds like a dumb mobile thing. So there you go. That's my news. <laughs> <laughs> Is that all of it? That's all. Yeah, basically. Oh, there was one bit of news. Like there was two bits of news that I actually was like totally uh, not like I hadn't written down, but I wanted you to talk about them. Oh, um, I shit. probably heard about them throughout the weekend. I just forgot about Here, them. Here, I'm going to text one of these to you so you can talk about it. Because I figured this would be one that you would want to talk about. So I'm texting it to you now. This is not a Oh, I know one that's thing. I, I have a feeling something. Is it about comic books? No. All right. So there's that for you. Well, then I bet you this other thing is the thing that you were going to say. Overwatch is coming to the Switch. Yes, it is. Was that the thing you were going to say? No, it wasn't. Oh, that's good. I forgot about that because I already posted it on Instagram. Oh, okay. So it looks like it's be running at 30 frames a second instead of 60, but um, still, for Overwatch to come to the Switch, that's pretty exciting. I think it's being ported by Iron Galaxy. Very cool. Yeah, so I think that's, that's neat. Nice. Um, so, um, do you want more time to read that article? I just figured that that would be the thing that you'd want to talk about. I mean, I could just go through it right now with all of you. Go for it. So, Rio de Janeiro... Um, authorities ban a adventurous comic book series over a gay kiss. I would too, actually. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, um, let's see. Hollywood Reporter writes, Rio de Janeiro Mayor Marcello Crivella, Crivella, Crivella announced that the translated edition of the Marvel comic book series Avengers, The Children's Crusade, would be removed from the literary festival... Blah, blah, blah. So as to protect the city's children from what he describes as sexual content for minors. The so-called sexual content in question is an on-panel kiss between two male characters, uh, Wiccan and Hulking. Those are the names of the characters who are in a committed relationship. Both characters are clothed in the scene. All right. So now you wonder why people hate us because we get banned from kissing. (laughs) And yeah, well, and Brazil's having such a Brazil's interesting the worst. Yeah, situation right now. They're the fucking worst. Um, so more stuff. Uh, so um, somebody recently like did a thing where they sort of glitched or broke out of um, and you know fucked with the game of PT. Remember that playable teaser horror game that we played? Oh my god, I saw this. I just read about this, this so about cool. the woman. Yes. So <sighs> like one of the big scary moments of that is like you turn around and this character Lisa is like floating behind you and she's kind of in your face. Um, and a lot of people are like, "Well, I feel like she's kind of always there or something." But like, because I know, always hear her voice when yeah. I'm playing, but I never see her. Yeah, and it turns out as soon as you are granted the flashlight in that game, she gets permanently attached to the back of you. So technically, she's always with you. Yeah, but like, because when you turn around, she's always behind she you. Behind you never you. see her, but yeah. she's following you throughout the entire game. I mean, like the way it was written in the article was like, "Oh, she was with you the whole time. Like she's never, she's never not attached to you." So gross and amazing, terrifying. Um, so next little bit of news, and I'm actually excited about this. Uh, Death Stranding, the new game from Hideo Kojima, that looks batshit fucking crazy, and they just released like four more trailers. They all look weird. One featured P. I don't know. The whole thing's very odd. But um, he announced it has a very easy mode, which um, I'm actually really excited about. I probably won't use very easy mode, but I'm totally down with this sort of like accessibility kind of thing for for games. Like in Catherine, there's an autoplay mode. Where, like, literally, you, you hit a button and it'll just do the puzzle for you. 
which I did not have to use. But the fact that it's there is nice because seriously, like that game can get really hard. And so like Catherine has like five difficulty modes because it has, you know, when it's not being super regressive about things, it has a really interesting story and something to say. And so like a lot of people want to experience that, but maybe not do the puzzles. So I think it's cool that Death Stranding has like a very easy mode. Uh, I think uh, Kojima said that um, somebody that he knows that wasn't able to finish the first layout of Pac-Man was able to finish Death Stranding on very easy mode. <laughs> oh my god. So it might just be a movie. You I have, have no to idea. be a fucking moron. Yeah. Um, well, I got more news that like this is more that I thought that you would be on top of this. Uh, are you familiar with the streamer Sonic Fox? No. Oh, okay. So Sonic Fox won the best streamer award at the game award show last year oh i know yes okay. and he wears like a i think he's a i think he's a furry possibly i mean he wears like the the sort of mascot style outfit when okay. he streams okay. but i think it might be like kind of his thing okay um, but like when he did his speech he was like oh my god i can't believe i'm winning this he's like i'm this i'm that i'm gay as hell whatever. yes like, yes yes yeah him so he just came out as non-binary Okay, well, that makes complete sense, actually. Yeah, so um, I thought that was kind of a, a fun little, uh, you know. No, I love that. New development there. Very cool. So welcome to uh, our world. Yeah, well, more <laughs> more into the world, I suppose. He was already uh, he was already G. Yeah. And now he's non-binary, which, is that one of the letters in the extended version? L-G-B-T-Q-I-C-A-G-M-O. Is there an N in there? <laughs> no. Okay, so <laughs> add that one on uh yeah just staple it on uh, <laughs> and then uh so um also from the switch announcement thing um there's a bunch of cool shit coming to the switch uh return of the obra din is coming which is bless you thank you the indie game from uh the guy who did um papers please lucas pope i think his name is um and then vampire that game i played earlier on ps4 that i like yeah it's coming to the switch nice and doom 64 is also coming okay um which i never played but i hear it's kind of special on its own i remember it um man more so, like you did tweet about this cyberpunk 2099 is uh opening oh up its yeah gender wow. options. this is so far back no wonder i don't remember this was like weeks and weeks ago i bookmark stuff Ay, ay, chingada. So, but yeah, it's so like, uh, what, they're they're adding in uh, more gender options? Is that it? No, there are no genders. Oh, so they're just, yeah, doing away with gender so options. So basically, you can choose a body type, and you can choose a voice style, and they're not, they're, it's genderless. So you can mix and match however way you want it. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, well, and, and apparently there is a big, obviously, controversy for this, but fucking cares it's awesome there's a twitter account that i've been following now called shitty gamer takes where all it is is screenshots of people bitching and moaning about inclusivity in games like one is like literally being like upset that there are pride and um oh and spider-man no pride and transgender and gay flags in gears 5 well i'm upset too they can use as your banners that's disgusting and um <laughs> And everybody was just like, and like, you know, so shitty gamer takes all sorts of like, what is this? Like, just like, dude, it's not even about you or for you. Like, why are you upset yeah. that anything exists? But yeah. people all are... you do is complain about everything anyway. Seriously, so. people are the worst. Um, and uh, do, 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 do. Oh, wait, so, um, well, but speaking of like Keanu Reeves, though, because he's in, you know, as a segue. Yes. He's in Keanu Reeves in Cyberpunk. Yeah. Uh, we're getting a fourth Matrix movie. Oh, my God. I was just going to say that because. I forgot about that too. And like the Wachowskis are back. Yes. 
as our carry uh, Moss. I think it's just the one. Is it just is Lana? It, I think it's just Lana. Boo. But still, it'd be great if they were both doing it. But, but you know what? You never know. Oh. Might, this might bring them back together. Seriously, like, oh, I'm so excited. And they got Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss to come back. Like, I don't know how that's going to work, but huh. okay. Um, yeah, I'm down, though. I'm curious. Uh, and then, so this is a bit of sad news. Um, gaming is having, like, another sort of Me Too moment right now. What happened? Well... I can't remember uh, the names. Actually, I feel like I should remember all the, the women's names, but I don't. Um, oh, Zoe Quinn was one of them, and she was like one of the. She was, I think, one of the first sort of Gamergate people. Unfortunately, like, she was in the receiving end of a lot of Gamergate shit. So she's no stranger to like obnoxious internet venom. Mm-hmm. Um, she spoke about an experience she had. I think hers was with. Oh God, I don't know. I, I want to say anything because I want to. I want to like get my facts wrong, but like a bunch of people have finally come forward. Have come forward talking about either sexual assault or rape or even just um, general abusive behavior. And so, like, I want to say the composer for Skyrim has been accused by several people of sexual misconduct. Oh, um, fuck. And um, uh, Alec Holoka, who's one of the... Um, oh. He's one of, like, the co-directors of Night in the Woods. Yes, I heard about this, too. But I guess, I don't know if his was about sexual misconduct or if it, he was just abusive in general. But, like, the studio cut ties with him, and then within a couple of days, it looks like he had killed himself. Yes. And so, like, it's just, I feel like gaming's having this, like, thing right now where there's a lot of, uh, like, they're finally reporting a lot of sexual misconduct in the like in this industry now and um like it's sort of a time's up kind of thing and then um but unfortunately like yeah it's uh not going well and that i haven't really heard anything sort of come of the other uh sort of realizations or announcements or um you know accusations i suppose but like uh, the other reveals um except this one just had such a negative kind of tragic ending god um I mean, it has to happen. I know. Well, and it's it's good that people, like, accountability is important. Um, yeah. You know. People um, think they're gods among us, and they're just humans. Yeah. So you can't treat people shitty. Yeah. Well, it's, and people need to be responsible for stuff. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm going to quote a self-help book that I just recently listened yes, to. Yes, please do. But from the subtler of not giving a fuck. Yes. One of the things that he values the most is responsibility and accountability. Yes. And he says the Spider-Man, uh, if you take the Spider-Man phrase of, you know, with great power comes great responsibility and invert the nouns, it actually gets kind of interesting. With great responsibility comes great power. Which I thought was kind of interesting. It's more of just sort of owning up to like kind of everything. Mm-hmm. So with great responsibility comes great power. I thought it was yes. know, an interesting take. I think that's great. And my last little bit of news is unfortunately bad news. And as much because and I like I want to say I get it, but like I love making fun of people who are bitching and moaning about Epic Game Store exclusives. Mm-hmm. Like people are so bent out of shape about this because they can't get it on Steam. And like yes, I get it. It's annoying, but also get over it. Uh, and meanwhile, like, and I do feel like this is a little different, but still, I'm willing to recognize, you know, that there are some similarities here. Uh, Midsummer, one of my favorite movies of the year. There no. is there is an extended director's cut that is currently in theaters right now. It adds 23 minutes to the movie, making it a whopping 171 minutes. Um, so about the length of it, chapter two. And um, I really am excited about watching it. But like, I instead of going to go see it in theaters, though, it comes out. For home release or home, you know, home video in two weeks from today, from recording day on the twenty fourth. Um, but here's the bummer: 
the Blu-ray is only the standard edition, like the standard cut. Okay. The director's cut is exclusive digital VHS to Apple. Oh. Which is what? fine. I will happily pay the the you know to buy the movie digitally through the Apple. You're gonna get movie both, store. aren't you? Probably. I already did buy it through Apple. Like I already. You paid... know it will eventually come out on Blu-ray. Well, then eventually. I'll buy it there. But like it's weird. There's no. Four... So you're gonna buy three copies? Maybe. But like, <laughs> oh, I can sell the other one yes, or something. You can. But like, there's no 4K release, uh, physically at all, and there's um no physical director's cut, which is just kind of a bummer. Um, well, who can afford 4K anyway? Lots of people. <laughs> 4K TVs are cheap now. If you needed to buy a TV, you'd be buying a 4K TV. 100%. Yeah, this is not a matter of like unfortunately, upgrading because you want to, but like my, if your TV died... Unfortunately, my PlayStation doesn't play 4K, so it's, what would be the point? Well, most TVs now have apps built into them, so you can watch your Netflix 4K through your TV. Ah. 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 There you go. Anywho, so... That's my news. Very cool. Well, I'm glad it was all depressing. Thanks, Rob. Sorry. Thank you for bringing us down. I've been in a dark place, okay? I, yes. Yes. That's all. Do you know what else is dark? Yeah, I was like, that's all. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) The end of the episode right there. (laughs) Goodbye. That'd be perfect. There'll be no crush tonight. I would do that, too, because I don't actually have a crush. What? I will think of one by the time you finish. You have crushed my spirit. I, you know what? It's been so long. I got lazy. I got lazy, Rob. It's okay. As you can tell, you did like seventy-five percent of this episode, and I just went, "Yes, yes. oh, that's nice." Wow, I concur. That was me the entire episode. You were smiling and nodding, but I will own it. Okay then. With great responsibility comes great power. That's right. Um. All right. Fine. My crush of the week. I don't really know a whole lot about, but. So far, I'm very excited about him. Okay. His name is Foz Chutani. He is a character in Gears of War 5. Okay. And uh, he is pretty hot. He's a super douchebag. Not one thing that has come out of this man's mouth is nice or acceptable in any way. He, in general, is kind of a monster. Um, He is hot, though. He has a hot accent. And the guy who plays him is also hot. His name, the guy who plays him, his name is uh, Rahul Kohli. Um, he was on iZombie, which I've never watched. Hmm. But he's also, I guess, the traveling merchant in Rage 2. Um, but oh, anywho, well, ew. Well, I don't think that's what he looks like. <laughs> ew. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, but like the character of Faz Chichani, though, hot. Uh, and um, yeah, even though he is a piece of crap, it seems, as a person. But, like, who knows? He could redeem himself. But so far through Act 1, not a quality human being. But I can still recognize beauty when I see it. And, um, you know, just because he's a crush, I have to be juvenile and uh, mistaken when I think, I can change him. You can. Yeah, right? If I just If I just gently nag and love, it will change him. I mean, I think so. That's how I've come to so many good relationships in my life. I can change him. <laughs> it works out, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. All right, so that's my crush. Did you come up with one in time? So I don't know a lot about this character either, but you do, so you can tell me all about them. God, 
even you're turning your crush of the week into yes. my job. Jesse Faden from Control. Oh, Jesse or Faden. 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 Yes. I find her interesting. She's hip. I like the way she dresses. She's, she has some powers. She's got some shocking red hair. She's I got like, some super cool fucking powers. I like the way she puts her hair back in a ponytail. Sensible. Yes. Her leather jacket. Yes. Um. No, it's like uh, she cares about her brother. Dylan. Yes, she cares very much See, about I'm Dylan. I'm so good at this. Right? Seriously, I've forgotten everybody's names. <laughs> uh, and... um. But no, uh, she's she's a strong, independent woman, and she's the fucking director. She's the boss. See, and I like a boss woman. Oh yeah, and like, I like she, a woman on top. She kind of didn't even intend to be the boss, but she is. She's that good. She didn't even have to want it. Yeah, no, seriously, she kind of shows up and is the director now. Um, yeah, I mean, it's funny. I feel like she is a very much. She's the character that you want her to be, and that like, I won't say that she has no personality. Yeah, but like. She has a personality, but she still also lets you kind of imprint yourself on her a bit, I think. I kind of picture her as a badass Mary Jane in Spider-Man. I could see that. Yeah. Okay, sensible. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, she's, uh, yeah, she's good news. So is Control scary? Not really. I mean, it's got a few moments that might be a little eerie or spoopy. But not like scary, scary. It's not like um, Prey, which is terrifying. No, it's less scary than Prey. Um, but it is like, I'm trying to think, like what a good example would be. Um, like, do you play like you, Bioshock? Bioshock um, had like Bioshock is terrifying. No, Bioshock... I used to have nightmares of that little girl and that big thing. Bioshock had like two scares in it. It wasn't. It wasn't that Bioshock. The game is scary. It's. It's so fucking eerie, oh. and the laughter from the well little people. What are those people called? The, the little sisters, not the sis- splicers. Well, the, the, yes. Yeah. Well, like and like in in control, there is a lot of voice modulation and weird voices going on, and the hiss make really interesting noises because that's the bad guy. I think you hiss. have a ghost attached to your back in that entire game too, because it's terrifying. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah like it's um i don't know it's not super scary it's a little unnerving and there's some odd shit happening but it's like it's as scary as mulholland drive ever gets oh god that's terrifying which you know mulholland drive does have the scariest scene ever i keep going into these like horrifically scarring things yeah um, you're you're i forget don't the, even say the jurassic park ride i forget then I'll just the, man go over the, the man behind winkies is the scariest thing that has ever it happened really on is. film it's such a great scene i hate that thing oh, it's so good and so horrifying it's so scary um uh, anyway so that's that like yeah <laughs> what control it's not that scary you should play it okay. you've played scarier shit it's okay. not as scary as bloodborne you know as i get older I find playing scary video games unsettling. Yeah. Unnerving. Yeah. When it used to not be so bad. Oh, I've always been heavily affected by horror games. Horror movies, whatever, no big deal. Horror games, oh God. Yeah. Huh. No. Yeah. Because I want to start playing The Sinking City, but it does look pretty spoopy. I don't even know that. It's like a Lovecraftian Cthulhu kind of cosmic horror. Yeah, I'll watch you play it. Just stream it so I can follow along. Uh. <laughs> all right well on that note you can follow me at sitting the dream on instagram twitter and facebook or at Satine on twitch you can follow me at fast danger on twitter or at mr gladstone where mr is spelled out on instagram and twitch you can follow the podcast at bit diff podcast 
on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitch, and YouTube. Or you can write us an email at bitdiffpodcast at gmail.com. We put out new episodes on Wednesdays. And would you kindly follow, rate, and comment in iTunes and Google Play? Uh, we do really intend to be more regular about this. I think that's the first time we've ever said it from our brains and not right? looked at a paper. And it was like, a pretty impressive one. Like, I wanted to be like, girl, you rehearsed. Because, like, seriously, like, you were just like, here we go. <laughs> See, if I actually think about it, I know what I'm talking about. Most of the time, I'm just off in space somewhere, so... Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, it's good to see you, Rob. It's good to see you too. It's been way too long. I'll it... see you next year when we do the next episode. Because <laughs> yeah, like it's like just yeah, full transparency, everybody. I haven't seen Satine since we recorded last time. It's not like we're hanging out and not recording. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, we just you know we've been busy. It's been crazy. Yeah, but here we are. We need to be better. Yeah. Um, and all those happy birthdays out there, Nick, fellow Virgo. Happy birthday again, and to Todd and myself. All the Virgos. And Steven. It's his birthday on the 2nd. Yes, I forgot his day after yours. Yeah, and there's there's another one, and I'm blinking. But happy birthday to you two, and thanks for listening, and ciao Bye-bye.